right. We thank God for this awesome day, and it is truly another great privilege for me to come to Bryan College. This is about the third or fourth time I've been here, so that means I don't bore you too much. I keep getting the invitation, but this is so exciting. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you. We thank you for another time of worship, another day that you've given us that is full of so much hope, so much opportunity. We thank you, oh God, for this praise team who have reminded us that you are able and that you will break every chain. So I pray now that as we go forth in your word, that your word will not come back void, that it will break chains, that it will loosen, that it will free us to be everything that you have called us to be. Thank you for this great university and bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank what Kanisha for such an awesome introduction. And thank you so very much. She blew my mind when she told me that she attends Mount Canaan, and I told her that I never want her to walk out again uh, after coming on Sunday morning, and I not know she's there because when you're in college, I know there are times when you need some fried chicken and some green beans, and I know a lot of people in Chattanooga that can help her with that. Amen. Um, to Dr. Lavasay, thank you again for your hospitality and thank you. Listen, we're going to jump right in because they got a timer up here on me and I'm a black Baptist pastor and the time that they've given me, that's usually when I go into my first close. So I'm going to have to look at this clock and I'm going to have to close five or six times before this thing runs out. I have been uh, asked to come and share on the book of Job. Job, 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 Job. It is one of my favorite books. So when I was asked to share from chapter 1, as you go into this series on Job, I got excited because if there are two characters in the Bible other than Jesus Christ and Paul that I love, It is the character of Abraham, Abraham, a man of great faith. And then the other character is that of Job, because if you want to know what perseverance is in this Christian life, all you have to do is look at the character of Job. You know this character, and I want to take you on a quick journey of chapter 1 and 2. I want to introduce you to this character named Job. The Bible says in verse 1 of the book of Job, it says, I think we're going to put it on me, there was a man in the country of Ur. His name was Job. Look at him. He was a perfect, he was a man of perfect integrity. That does not mean that he was perfect because we know that there is no such thing as a perfect individual. The Bible says all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. But when it talks about the integrity of Job, it is simply talking about his heart toward God. He feared God. He reverenced God. He honored God with everything that he had. So much so that he was one of the wealthiest men on the earth. The Bible tells us how much livestock he had. It tells us about his children. Job had seven sons and three daughters. He taught them all to honor and fear God. Job was so so excited about his relationship with God and the fact that he wanted his children to love God, that he, every time there was a family get-together, just in case, just in case one of his children had sinned, God, Job would go before God and ask for forgiveness. Job was a man of integrity. Job was a man that feared and loved God. I certainly hope that there are some Job characters in here. I, I mean, that's the objective of walking with God. The objective of loving God is that we have the same kind of integrity that Job had. So much so that we honor God in everything that we do. Now, I must tell you that in spite of the fact that you do all you can, to walk with God in spite of the fact that you do everything you do, can to please God, you will have some trouble. Somebody say trouble. Somebody say trouble. Now, listen, if y'all really want me to preach, y'all got to say amen. I'm telling you, I got to feel like I'm at home. You will have some trouble. This world, I like it, man. (laughs) In this world, you will have trouble. And many of us ask the question, why does bad things happen to good people? How is it when you do all you can to live right, to do right, to walk with God, the question still remains, Why does good things happen to good people? And I want you to know you're not the only one who's asked this. I believe Job asked the same thing. Because the Bible tells us that in spite of all of his integrity, one day Satan was walking and came before the sons of God. God asked him a question, Satan, what are you doing? Listen what Satan said. He said, oh, I'm just going to and fro. Why? To see who I may divide. Do you not know, Satan, when things are going good, When things are going well, Satan always show up. Satan has one job, and that is to kill, 
to steal and to destroy. He does not want children of God to have this close walk with him. And what we've got to learn is that we must understand that Satan comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants to destroy your hopes, your your dreams. He wants to destroy your joy. But don't take it personal. He's the only guy that I know that never takes a vacation But he's always on his job, but don't take it personal. Because when we look at this text, the Bible says one day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan also showed up. The Lord asked him, where are you coming from? He says, I'm just roaming. I'm just doing my job. I'm just trying to see who I can destroy. Then the Lord said to to Satan, have You considered my servant Job. I'm finally going to tell you what my subject is. Can you be trusted? This text blows me away. Because when I read about the goodness of Job. And I read about Satan whose job is to destroy When God asked him, what will you do? Where are you coming from? He says, I'm going to and fro to see who I can destroy. It appears that he had missed Job. (laughs) It appeared that he had just gone by Job, that he had missed him. I can never understand that if he's, God knows that, that Satan's job is to kill, steal, and destroy, and he had missed Job, why would God bring him up? You know, I believe that God brought up Job because he knew Job's heart. And he also knew that Job could be trusted. Can I ask you a question? Can you be trusted to walk in integrity with God when things are going good and when things are going bad? Is it easy to come into worship and raise your hands and praise God when you just made an A on your test? Or can you praise the same God when study didn't go that good and that D ends up on that paper? Hmm. I'm glad I asked. Can you be trusted when things are going good and things are going bad? See, I I surmise that when God asked him, have you seen my servant Job? God knew that if there was anyone that can be trusted to stand firm and to love him and not be moved, that it was Job. So he said, have you, and, and, and look what, what Satan says. This is very interesting. He goes, <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw him. 
But uh, the reason Job worships you and praises you is because you got a hedge around him. In other words, Job loves you because. (laughs) Because you take care of him. Job loves you because you've been so good to him. Job only loves you because you protect him and you get this this hedge around him. Now, I got to stick a point here because this is a point for a praise break for me. Because It helps me to understand that when you live your life with integrity, when you truly love God, when you really are a child of God, when God can trust you, he will protect you. Can I get an amen? I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God got a hedge around me. There have been some things and some times when I've been in trouble. There have been some bad situations that I've been in. If the truth be told, I know I look like a good, clean preacher, but I should be dead and gone. Don't look at me like that because you should be too. But you're not here because your own goodness. You're not here because you're so righteous. You'll be here because you got a God that got a hedge around you. Thank God for the hedge. And if I had a few moments, I'd stop right here and just shout on the hedge. Thank him for his protection. Thank him that he protects you. But you got to understand, see, this contest was really not between Job and Satan. Satan wanted to turn this into a contest between him and God. Come a little closer. You need to understand that when trials and tribulations come your way, it's really may not be about you. Satan has one desire, and that is that we curse God. And when we're not walking integrity, in integrity, we're not walking in faith, we're not walking in trust with God, Satan wins. So he flips this thing and he tries to make it a contest between him and God. He says, if you take this hedge from around him, here's what I'll do. I'll make him curse you to your face. So it really wasn't about Job. Come a little closer. I want you to know when you are facing troubles and trials in your life, when you are facing temptation, this really, this really isn't about you. Don't take it so personal. You got to know that Satan is testing your integrity with God. That's what I loved about David when David said, and he had to turn around and go to God. He says, I did not sin just with man, but I sinned before you, God. 
When Joseph flew, uh, fleed from, from uh, Miss Potiphar, he fleed, not because he was so strong, but he knew that if he had sinned, he would have been sinning against God. Let me ask you a question. Do you care about your relationship with God? He says, if you give him to me, I'll make him curse you to your face. Verse 12 says, very well, the Lord said to Satan, here's what you can do. Everything he owns is in your power. However, (laughs) this is good news. You must not lay a hand on on Job himself. You must not lay a hand on his soul. Satan thought that he had so much power that he says, okay, you've given me my shot. So he left the presence of God. Well, very quickly, there are a couple of things that happened to Job. After God allowed Satan to test him. Let's look at verse number 13. It says, one day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine, their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and reported, while your oxen were plying and the donkeys grazing nearby, the Serbians swooped down and took them away. They struck down the servants with the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. In other words, your investment, your money source, has just been wiped out. And notice the servant says, and I'm alone. Isn't it interesting that Satan always leaves one person at least? To bring you bad news. <laughs> isn't, isn't this strange? Do you know somebody that never has anything to say good, but they're always there <laughs> to bring you bad news? He had just told him, you've been wiped out, man. And while he was still speaking, another messenger came and reported a lightning storm struck from heaven and it It burned up the sheep and the servants and devoured them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. There's that other guy again. One person left alone to bring the bad news. Now, not only have your investments and your financial resources been wiped out, but there is a lightning storm that has destroyed your sheep, your servants. And while he was yet talking, that messenger was still speaking when yet another came and reported the Chaldeans formed three bands, made a raid on the camels and took them away. They struck down the servants with the sword and I alone have escaped. Can you imagine Job getting all of this devastating bad news all at once. 
As a matter of fact, there's an old statement that says that if it ain't one thing, it's always something else. You've heard the statement, when it rains, it seems like it pours. Can you imagine, Job, this man who has tried to please God? He does not have the ability to read chapter 1. We have it for our own strength and our growth. But Job had no idea. He had no idea that Satan had tried to put him in a contest. But in spite of everything that he went through, he never curse God. If that wasn't bad enough, he was still speaking when another messenger came and responded, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older brother's house. And suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. Look, it collapsed on the young people so that they die but I alone, oh, you got to come a little closer. You got to see this. It's bad enough to lose one child. But can you imagine 10 caskets? That's enough to make you lose it. Sometimes life can come, suffering can come so fast and so heavy. It'll make you want to throw up your hands and quit. It'll make you ask God, why me, God? Look at Job. All in one day. This devastation. Satan, can you see him as he's standing back, twiddling his thumbs, said, we got him now. How much more can he take? You know, that's what Satan wants you. He wants things and suffering to come your way because he, 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 he's trying to, to get you to curse God. But one thing that I've learned, that there are three quick things that suffering will do for you. And if you don't get anything else, get these three things. First of all, suffering will cause you to have patience. Amen, walls. Thank you, lights. You know, I made the mistake some years ago. I wanted to get stronger in Christ. And I remember praying, Lord, Lord, please uh, give me more patience. That was the wrong thing to pray for. I really didn't really want more pay. I wanted peace. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted things to stop happening, but I asked for patience. And soon as I started asking for patience, it seemed like my whole world began to fall apart. But what I realized is that you don't know you have patience Unless you're going through. Help me, Holy Ghost. Somebody says, I want more faith. How are you going to know you got faith if you don't need it? 
So when you, when, when you go through suffering, it helps you. It's like lifting weights. If you want to get physically strong, you got to learn how to lift weights. The stronger you get, the more weights you put on. But when you walk out, when you finish your test, when you finish, you are so much stronger. The other thing that it does. As I said, it gives you faith. But the third thing that it does, if you're a child of God, it gives you obedience. In the midst of everything, you got to feel me. This man's world has come almost to an end, but Satan wanted one thing, and that was for him to curse God. But the Bible says that in the midst of it, verse 20, he says, Job stood up. He tore his clothes. He shaved his head. And he fell to the ground. And what? Worshipped. <laughs> How do you worship in the midst of suffering and pain? I'm glad you asked. Worshiping is not a feeling. When you worship, you are proving. What's most important to you? The reason some of us cannot get through suffering because we end up worshiping the suffering. <laughs> because whatever you talk about, whatever you think about, whatever is paramount in your life that you focus on, that's what you are worshiping but if you really have the integrity of Job you understand that you may not understand the suffering but what you do understand is that the God that got a hedge around you has a purpose for whatever it is I don't know what it is but I know that this God that I serve he loves me and I may not understand it now but if I worship him, if I praise him through it, it's going to make me stronger. Now, I wish Job, my time is running out. I wish Job had the ability that we have. Chapter 1 Almost wiped him out. But if you can just hang on. <laughs> the chapter 1, 2, 3, 37, 38. To chapter 42. <laughs> Come look closer. You can't get to your blessings. Until you get through your chapters. Suffering 
can seem like a long time. But if you can just hang on, if you can just hang on to chapter 42. You know what happened in chapter 42? In chapter 42, Job received double for his trouble. Don't get caught up in what you're going through. Remember, you're not going to. You're going through. And if you can pass the test, what is the test? Hanging on to your integrity through it all. God will give you double for your trouble. Anybody want double? Okay, all right. Maybe you don't. Anybody want what God has for you? Then stop complaining while you're going through. Instead, ask the question, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this? We already win. Christ has already claimed the victory. And if we're walking in him, victory on the other side of the suffering will give you double. Father God, we say thank you. Thank you for the example of Job. Job has spoken to someone that may be going through a challenge in their life. But thank God we have read the end of the book. The end of the story says we win. Thank you now. In Jesus' name.